Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have an amazing guest. Julie Katakis is here. Hey. Hi. Did I'm, I say it right? You I'm did. All, okay, good. You said it great. I'm always scared of butchering people's beautiful names. Well, you did it right. Katakis. Don't get intimidated. Thank you. And you're Greek. I am. Yeah. I've met some of your family, actually. Oh, this. Oh, you met my mom. My I mom your loved mom. you, by the way. I do. She's a great mom. Yes. She's amazing. She was like, I love Kate. <laughs> <laughs> she is strong. Her and your brother, she's strong. <laughs> too strong. strong woman. Woman. Yeah, you and I yeah. both. And then I met your brother too, because oh, everyone would right. come over. Shane would be there. You have a beautiful daughter, Raya, who yes. I haven't seen in years. How old is she now? She's going to be eight in a couple weeks. That's crazy. I know. Because wasn't that how old was he when he? She had such a crush on him. She couldn't remember his Did name, she? but she. <laughs> she's like, "What's his name? What's your name? What's your name?" But I love that she'd ask it in front of him. That's what I love about kids. There care. was no shame, and he wasn't offended either. She'd be like, "What's your name?" I think he was Who confused by. It. He was like, "Why does she keep asking?" <laughs> well, he. So look, so she's gonna be eight. Shane's eleven. So that's a decent age difference when you're younger. I think yeah. she was about four. So yeah. maybe Shane was so, about yeah, eight. They were, yeah, around. How there? funny is that? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we used to have play dates. Uh-huh. Um, you you still live in Brooklyn, but you live in a different place yeah. in Brooklyn. Yeah, your family would come over. We'd all just be hanging. Yeah, it was fun. It was. It was a good time. Yeah. Ah, so long ago. So so long ago. So long ago. <laughs> but okay, so one of the things that I think, first of all, there are many things I think are pretty rad about you. Like Ooh. I met you. We had both, I think, just started comedy around the same time. Yes, this is true. And you got pregnant. I think you had started comedy first. Yeah, like two weeks before I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Because so you had already started, but you found out you were pregnant pretty quickly in. Yeah. And I remember how badass it was. Like you started comedy pretty much pregnant. Right. Yeah. And you were still getting up on stage, talking about it. Like it, that's pretty fierce. It was really, f- I mean, it was actually a gift though, because um, first I was trying to hide it for a little bit because I had my non you know pregnancy jokes and then I was like I can't hide anymore so I would come out on stage with this big belly and I don't think you know nobody it's very rare to see that there are people that do it but it's super rare so people were always like what is this and it was just like a fun thing to make fun of yeah and it wasn't one of your jokes like I'm thinking about keeping yeah I would just come out I'm like so I'm thinking of having a baby and it just like people it's really not I guess it was a just seeing that and me saying that was enough to like everybody. I remember dying. I remember you, <laughs> um, Alex Carbonio and I had a yeah, show back yeah, in the day that you were on Angels and Kings. Yeah. And I remember, yeah, you came up. I don't know if you were pregnant at that one. So I don't know if I'm talking about that. If, no, no, no more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe it was the comic strip one. There was like a clip online yes. or something. Yeah, and I remember dying. There. Yeah. I remember dying. <laughs> you come up just who's pregnant thinking about having a baby. It was a really <laughs> good line. Yeah. It just quick. It was easy and it worked. And yeah. Then you move on from there. <laughs> So that's how I, I met you, like, you know, and, and you're, well, now you have a boyfriend, but you've been a single mom. So you got yeah. pregnant and it's not like you were married. Like you were, that's yeah. pretty badass in yeah. itself. Like you were like, I'm doing this on my own. Mm-hmm. I'm starting a comedy career on my own. Like that's. Yeah, I was kind of, deter- at first I was like, damn it, now I just started <laughs> to like something. And I was like, well, I'll do it while I'm pregnant. And then I was like, I can keep doing it. And everybody was telling me like, oh, well, that's it for you. And I was like, well, no. So I just, that kind of set my mind to be like, no, it is not. And I will come back and do it. And anytime Rhea was a reason why I couldn't do a show, I would never say that. I'd be like, oh, I'm sick or I something because I refuse to do the 
blame the kid at that time because everybody mm-hmm. expected me not to be able to do anything because of her. So I was like, I'll just make up any other excuse. <laughs> right. yeah. No, it was pretty incredible. I mean, you had basically a newborn baby and mm-hmm. you still I'm sure you took a couple oh, weeks yeah, or months yeah. off mm-hmm. but not even months but I think when it was I like could is whenever I could I would go yeah you know, if I could and I did it's pretty amazing you know <laughs> yeah you just it really seemed seamless like you had Raya you're an amazing mom but you kept up following your passion and doing really well at it and I just think it's really admirable like well I think I needed to do it though yeah I needed that little thing or I would have not been as happy I mean, I needed something Absolutely. like an anchor because it was such a crazy time. Everything was just changed. Yeah. From, you know, it was just like, whoa. Do you <laughs> so. ever talk to that guy? No. Her dad? No, not no, at all. No, that's yeah. it. So I think that I, I've been waiting and I'm like, I think at this point, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's it. I made sure not to change my phone number. There you go. Her eighth birthday. You're like, I guess, yeah, he's not coming well, home. I don't think it happens. <laughs> you, but it's weird. I hear stories. And I'm like, maybe. But all I think I would have to be like, well, you'll have to pay child support. And I would be like, hello? Yeah. But hello ringtone <laughs> gone yeah i'm sure you'll hear from him when you're like super duper famous then he'll be like hey how's it going all right when she turns 21 and he, there's no obligation you're like i'm back yeah, hey <laughs> you're still looking 27 he's all haggard you're like <laughs> i'm good do you hear that new uh dua dua lipa song no i don't think so it's like i don't give a fuck and she's all like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like she's like saying he now she's like, now you heard my songs and I'm famous and now you want in. That'll be you when uh, Raya turns oh, 21. Man, You'll just I play hope. it. They'll be like, this was cool a long time ago, this song. But I'm playing it now. I'm playing it now. Do you know this song? <laughs> um, OK, so another amazing thing is that you are you have a regular series on Scary Mommy. Is it yeah. Scary Mommy? Yeah, or? that's the website. Right. Yes. And they're a very popular mm-hmm mom website yes. and you have this character you play called Madge the Vag. Yep. And it is incredible. It's fun. It's fun to play. Did you make up Madge the Vag? So this is what they gave me the look that they wanted and they're like this is a topic it's about vages and they were like <laughs> I don't know be sarcastic or something. So I was like, huh, okay. And then I just started to get in. It just developed and I made it like her voice and her mannerisms and this kind of like amazing person that's just so happy to learn like she's never seen her vagina before she's like oh my god this is amazing it has holes in it look at peas and she's like "Ah." it's such an amazing (laughs) way to put out there like sex ed and it's because a lot of people still are really uncomfortable with sexuality you cannot imagine the messages madge gets really it's crazy. And the the people who usually, I think the target of that site are moms in their 30s. So it's not as if these are six-year-old women that grew up, you know, with just zero talk about it. But even, like, even my, I, I mean, that's the age group. We were not told things. I didn't know anything about stuff. You were, you know, it was a little yeah. source of embarrassment. So people will write in these um like crazy questions or they'll just be like, thank you for telling, I wish I had this as a child. I'm going to show my daughter, you know, blah, blah, blah. So... Sex education, I talk about this all the time, needs to be revamped. It really does. Because kids are left in the dark and they still want answers. So they either find out from their friends or now the internet. Yeah. Match the badge oh can teach the kids, which actually isn't a bad idea. <laughs> well, that's not so bad. Yeah. But yeah. It, I can't even imagine if you are going to the wrong places on the internet, what you're finding out and thinking things are supposed to be doing. 
Well, I have a joke <laughs> about that where, where like about iPhone porn, essentially, mm-hmm. where I'm like, if middle school kids are introduced to sex through some of these porn sites, they're going to think you start with choking. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and well, there's supposed to be two guys there. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Exactly. I guess it's like a group learning experience. <laughs> and like, because I said in the joke, I'm like, French kissing was so, like, I remember my first French kiss, how exciting it was. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, there's a tongue in my mouth. And mm-hmm. I feel like some, hopefully not. Hopefully kids are still easing into the fun of that kind of stuff. Now they're like butthole first kind of exactly. stuff. And that's not, you got to slow it down. Yeah, take your time. You have time for the butthole. That's when you get bored. Yes, amen. And you're like, you know what? Let's try the back door. (laughs) But like, I feel kids are like probably putting things in that. I hope not. I mean, I'm sure some are, but I hope. Any kids listening to this (laughs) podcast? Isn't that crazy though? I bet you some kids do listen. Like middle school kids, definitely. They could. Why not? You could do anything. Well, match right the badge is here, guys. Yeah, so. you, got a, you got a question about your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> well, where is it on YouTube? It is, but um, there's a Facebook page for Madge, and that's where the videos are really pushed. Okay, so so go find Madge the Badge on Facebook. Yeah, it's a hit. It's fun. And, and she, you'll learn something. Well, I love the character because she's so she has a bit of. Stepford Stepford wife yes. in her but she's not too like but she has a bit of that like wholesome like what but then here she is talking about vages and it's you yeah. so you're playing a character but it's still you and you're a very down bitch you know what I mean yeah. like nothing really grosses you out so right it you're eight you have like one foot as the character in the Stepford wife wholesome suburban woman mm-hmm. and then you are also though this comedian mm-hmm. where nothing really freaks you out exactly. yeah so it's cool yeah it's kind of like you need this sort of wholesome vibe so that she can say pussy and it's yeah. not like yeah. whoa what did you say and it's not sexual but it's still like i take on all the problems of every woman's vagina without shame can you give me an example well i will say stuff it's a stink box down there i feel like i left a fish in there and i haven't taken it out in ages and it's a hot box i tell you that much you know like (laughs) <laughs> like who would ever want to then that? give tips on like how to yes. keep your vagina clean yes so we have a, a, a specific video on how to clean your vagina really can like, you give me some of these tips well for example you know really the best thing you can do is not wear underwear everybody's covering up those like uh not pat well pads and like people a lot of women wear in their panty or in their panties like um i hate saying panties in their underwear what do you call them? The little ones? The, the liners? The liners. Because they think that'll keep you cleaner because you're not discharging. You can get rid of it. But those actually cause you to discharge more. They're not good for you. Just use your underpants. Always cotton. Thongs are really not that great for you. Like all this kind of I stuff. I love Madge the Badge. Yeah. I got to tell you. Yeah. I mean, it's these little things you don't think about. Even like That's all great. those ply, you know, like three ply toilet paper is not very good. Really? It's too powdery and things get stuck in there. Yeah. So getting toilet paper that's not the like thickest yeah, whatever. Yeah, you really don't want to wipe your vagina with a pillow. How do you feel about douching? Because I've always been anti-douche, no, right? No, you shouldn't douche. It's a very natural thing. You shouldn't have to be in there. It's not like you're taking a plunger in it or anything like that. <laughs> Fourth tip, do not take a plunger. <laughs> do not plunge your vagina. Episode 25. <laughs> okay, give me more tips. I love this. I'm learning. Because I feel like I've... Yeah. 
my mom gave me the book my body my own she's always been very mm-hmm. open with me so I feel like I'm in many ways a vagina expert but you're giving me tips that I did not there know there are things that I didn't know either I mean um you know as for keeping her clean like soaps and stuff you really shouldn't be putting stuff like that down really? there no perfumey things okay you know like it's a self-cleaning organ. Mm. You know, the outside, sure, you can wash down that like that. But people are doing things they really don't need to be doing. And people think that you're not supposed to have a scent down there. That is not the case. You're supposed to have a smell. And it is not bad. Yes. Embrace your scent. And men buy underpants with your smell on it just to show you that it's a good thing. <laughs> yes, they do. Well, not every man, obviously. No, but, of course not every man. But. but there are men. Yeah, men who are really into vagina, they like the smell. Obviously, if it's clean, which is the point of and this. And if, if, if you smell something, you probably have an infection of some if kind. If you smell something, say something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If something's off, yeah, you should take your pants off and go to the, the gyne, the gyno. Yes. And how often would you recommend women go to the gynecologist? Well, there's some dispute on your regular checkups, right? So some say you don't have to go every year. Many push that you do go every year. Is that a health insurance issue? You know, or like, do people just want to make money? I don't know. We're actually coming out with that episode soon. Oh, amazing. So um, I don't have all the answers that I am interviewing someone about, like, how often should you go? Because we all do the annuals, you know, you go annually. And some are saying you don't have to go annually. But if you ever sense something is wrong, don't just go buying um, monostat and squirting things in there because you can cause some damage with that stuff. It's very harsh on your vagina. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I have to go once a year because I've had abnormal paps and then I had to get get the checkup. Yes. I had a leap procedure. Uh, yeah, while ago where they literally I'm saying I know you know where they take it's like this heated mm-hmm. loop and they have to essentially burn off like the first layer of your cervix right because those cells were precancerous in me pre precancerous right 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 and then and then after that there was still an issue where I had to get a conization mm. where they take like a oh. a scalpel and they have to go Scrapes in them out. Yeah. and I had that one when Shane was about eight months and I remember I had an issue I was thinking about this today I had no idea we were talking about this I was carrying him a lot and after you have that surgery you're not supposed to pick anything up Mm -hmm. over 20 pounds and I was carrying him and I and the the blood wasn't clotting properly so I went to the bathroom and this this is pretty gross a huge blood clot like it was bad it was like a rush of blood and I passed out fell onto the ground and I remember my ex-husband found me in a pool of blood Shane had come in he was it was a whole scene how traumatic it was traumatic they had to rush me to the hospital I remember my OBGYN was like why didn't you tell me and I was like I did I literally called him two days before he's like you're fine oh no he's like why'd you tell me I was like what the I did but it was fine he he like packed me with gauze and I wasn't able to pick up Shane which was honestly at that point a nice break a gift (laughs) yeah Yeah. I was like okay someone help me please sorry kiddo (laughs) yeah um god that's horrible it was it was I mean really taking care of your vagina your womb your cervix And, and that's why sex ed is so important too because kids are going to have sex so not talking about it doesn't prevent them mm-hmm. but if kids are going to have sex we have to let them know about not just STDs I mean it, it, it is linked to HPV it's yeah. the cervical you know cancer causing mm-hmm. kind but there needs to be more and more of these discussions because mm-hmm. they have Gardasil they have um, vaccinations against that and um, I actually got it after I tested positive for the cervical cancer causing kind so I wouldn't get the genital war HPV. Right, right. But there's so many of the. That's a. Ugh. How do you feel about STDs? 
How do I, f- I mean, if there's anything to say about it. <laughs> we haven't done anything on that yet. Personally, I think people stress out a bit more than they should. Mm. I think there's just such a stigma attached to those things. I agree. Where you're just like, oh, you must be disgusting. Well, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're, you know. A lot happen, of people, a lot know? of people have them and they're so ashamed to talk about no it. No one wants to talk. And, and because of that, they won't tell someone if they have it. Or, you know, someone they'd been with and, you know, and then it just causes more problems. It's real, like, especially the, the chlamydias and the gonorrheas. It's a, who, you know, whatever. It's going to, it happens. It's an antibiotic and yeah, you, you take it take and it's it, gone. done. And it shouldn't be such a, a big deal. But, um. Well, sex in many ways, it's linked to how we treat sex. Cause that's in many ways still this stigma, this thing that people are kind yeah. of ashamed of claiming their sexuality. So that's kind of linked to it, which mm-hmm. is why I did my whole labia game video. Some people didn't understand like the underlying message. Okay. It's really about like, I mean, I talk about periods in it, but it's really about like women being able to claim their sexuality in a way that's also has humor in it. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like we're still just so scared to be sexual primal beings. Yeah. I think we're a bit stuck. It's either you are against a sexual woman or it's a sort of pushed in your face, like this almost over-sexualized idea. Mm. And my only, we'll get, obviously it takes time and you'll get to a place yeah. where, yeah, you're this or you're that and it's whatever. It says not one is better than the other. I, I think, what did I see or hear? Like a young woman kind of trying to find her sexuality but in a way where she felt she was expected to be like over sexual interesting or like of course I'll send you pictures of these body parts of mine because that's what a strong woman would do Mm. no that's not what that means if that's what you want to do and you feel comfortable doing that absolutely but yeah you know like there has to be an understanding of just like what you want to do is what you do yeah figuring (laughs) out your truth and your sexuality which can shift and grow and evolve and I I love what you said and I I think every woman has the part in her that's angelic and saint-like and very sexual and primal. And I think we're having a hard time holding space for both of those Uh things. And I mean, I'm still on that journey and I haven't had sex in almost two years. Well, I was going to say I have been in the situation where I haven't had it in a in years and yes. I've been in the situation where I've had it like a ton of times in one week with several people <laughs> I'm just like whoa that's just part of life and it's fine and you go through your ebbs and your flows it's not something to yeah it's figuring you know. out who you are and that changes yeah. you know so it's almost like an embarrassment sometimes now to be like oh, I'm not interested in sex oh why you know or it's yeah. just like that's fine you don't have to be I don't know honestly and like I want to say this in a way that's not dissing men because it's really not about it's men and women in the whole thing but like honestly at this point I haven't found not just a person but a dynamic that makes it worth it because I I do think Mm -hmm. sex is sacred actually even because people that have a confusion with me but like as as open as I am and with that rap video labia game even with that being very out there like I think it's a very sacred thing where you get attached. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a bonding thing. Mm-hmm. So for me, I haven't at this point in two years um, felt that it's been safe to fully open up into that with a person because mm-hmm. I get so not just attached, but opened. Mm-hmm. I, I open up and I often feel like I'm taking on that person's stuff yeah. and seeing them in a different way. And if I'm not feeling safe or like that is going to be honored, it just, it's too scary and painful mm-hmm. to do it. So I've learned that about my, it took me years to get there. And then I'm like, okay, you know yourself well enough to know that you can't do casual sex without feeling the ramifications. Like I could do it, but it, it's right. very, 
it's difficult afterwards. Yeah, I think that's uh, as of yet. Who knows? Yeah, I think we all kind of change a lot in that. But I do wonder, like I wasn't able to have casual sex until I would say a few years ago, like to honestly have it where I could truly say to you, yep, I'm going to do that with you and I will not feel any kind of attachment or hope that you call or insecurity about it or wondering what you're thinking. Mm. Like I could literally just be like, yep, I'm done now and walk away and just, you know, and say that was really fun, but I have no interest in ever doing it again. That was just like, I needed to do that physical thing. Yeah. Um, That's why I always wonder about like people in their twenties right now doing all this casual sex. I'm like, I don't, maybe I was just way behind, but I don't know how if anyone's really truly <laughs> doing that or just saying they're doing it. Yeah. I would at least say half yeah. of the people are not truly having it. Or they're having it and pretending they're cool with it. And it's, that's not. what I mean. Yeah, they're yeah, having yeah. it, but they're not truly being, they're not truly casual about it. Yeah. They're not. <laughs> not all of them. That's not possible. No, I agree. And I think hopefully what's coming with this like emotional revolution is people are starting to express, especially I see it with anxiety a lot. People are starting to say oh I, I i have anxiety i have panic attacks that's yeah. becoming quote-unquote cooler to say i hope that it just continues with every emotion yeah it's kind of interesting too because like we're talking about women you know being empowered sexually and again i do see that sort of like extreme of being an empowered sexual woman means being very casual about sex and not being emotional about it but that doesn't have to be that way. It's like yeah. you can be happy to just say no to people and be like, this is the kind of sexual woman that I am. Yeah, And exactly. I want to love you. <laughs> and that's totally fine. So yeah. it takes it takes a while to get there. but And, and it's finding your own truth once again. Yeah. I just want people to know listening. Like that's if what you're it, out it's there. It's all about yeah. what, just find what makes you feel good sexually. You don't have to be anything. That's the whole point. Yes. And once again, this is why I love the Madge the Vag character because you get millions of views. Yeah. This is a very watched thing. And I think it's just a great message to be spreading not just to moms. I'm sure there are other people mm-hmm. um, seeing this. And I would love to hear any more. Like if you can think of another video and I give me some more tips. I would recommend one that's not awesome. the most popular one because it was, it, it was a heavy topic. And this is important for women because there is this kind of conception or misconception that when you get your period, it's like the worst thing in the world and like awful Mm. cramps and you just drink some wine and you take your Motrin or whatever and you'll get through it. And it's just being a terrible, you know, that terrible time of the month for women. Yeah. So because of that, there's a lot of people who don't realize they actually have medical issues Mm. there. Like there's things people have never heard like vulvodynia and vaginismus. And there's like pains down there. People just throw to the side and are misdiagnosed all the time. So just be comfortable with saying to a doctor, like, this doesn't seem right. Like, really trust your body. Yeah. And if something's extreme, talk about it. But there's one we did on uh, endometriosis, stuff like that. Like, really just educate yourself on your body. Don't be embarrassed. That's the main thing. There's so much embarrassment about it. There's so I remember. So last night I was at Stand Up New York. Right. Mm -hmm. And there it was for a uh, it was a regular show, but there was a big birthday party there. So Mm -hmm. they had ordered this whole sushi spread of all kinds they had like the vegetarian rolls fish rolls all of it so of course i'm like oh free food you know so it's before show i go in i take some rolls i'm eating it and i can already tell like 
it was good sushi, but I, I was like, oh, my body's going to not respond to this. Great. Uh-huh. And like, literally, I think like within half an hour, I had that like bloated. Like I was like, right. I was farting a lot. <laughs> and they didn't even smell that bad. First, It was just the air working its way. And I'm not saying that like sometimes my farts are awful. Everyone. <laughs> right. That's not me being like, my farts don't even smell. Yesterday, they didn't smell very much, but I was farting up a storm. <laughs> and I just started telling, I was with my friend on car and I was just like, I can't stop farting. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, even things like that, like, and and I hate doing the men and women thing because, yes, it, there's kind of a trend where men are allowed to fart more than women for sure. Yeah. But there are, I'm sure, a lot of men who would be like, oh, my God, I would never tell when I'm farting. Right, right, right. So I think, you know, I think even... And there's still that balance of like, it's one thing to own your body. It's another thing to go fart in someone's face. Right. I'm not saying no. you need to be obnoxious. Don't but be my older brother. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just claiming like your body, like even in that way, like, yeah, I fart or I just took a shit and I'm embarrassed. Please don't go yeah, in there. a lot of people have intestinal issues that they don't talk about and yes. they just suffer all the time and yes. have the worst shits in the world. Yes. They don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's, yeah, because they're so embarrassed yeah. to be a human. Yeah, it's a body. Yeah. It's not your soul. It's not your personality. It's a gas bubble. Yeah. Talk about and, it. And I mean, in my beliefs, the mind, body, spirit is all connected. And oftentimes, some of the stomach stuff can be because we're holding back mm-hmm. so much emotion and it's twisting up. And it's like just talking about the fact that your stomach hurts and then more stuff might even come out. Like, yeah, I have these stomach issues. And honestly, I've just been struggling this whole month. It's like it's all connected, like just opening up and expressing whether it's body stuff or emotions. Like we have to start talking and just yeah. saying how we're actually doing. No, it's true. Yeah, your body's really related to your how you're feeling, your moods and all that stuff. It's all very oh, yeah. interconnected. Do you ever get panic attacks or anxiety? I don't actually. I've never had that issue. That's I'm incredible. Very maybe too ch- I on the other end of it I'm too detached about things like for a oh. while I was so det- like even now I still have like detachment issues where like I'll feel sad and be like I have no idea why I feel this way where it was just like I yeah. detached so much I wouldn't understand what was even going on so what a defense mechanism yeah I know I do that in other ways but mine has almost been the opposite of feeling too much and and uh-huh. kind of the clinging thing mm-hmm. and and that always attracts you know, the oh, guy version yeah. of you, you know, so it, it, and and yet I know I dissociate and, and detach in other ways that sure. I still have blind spots to. I mean, I, there have been moments where something is going on in front of me that's like pretty intense and I can feel I'm like I don't feel a thing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I'm like, uh-huh. oh, my God, I'm completely numb. So there are definitely those moments. But I think I almost want to say I'm envious, although I'm almost I almost wish I could be more of the it, I detached think it is than, easier in, in, in some ways. I'm, but the thing is, I'm always so even, <laughs> you know, because like, everybody's like up and down around me. I'm like, I'm fine. I don't know. I just kind of get even and you, you take yeah. on a new kind of heavy, like you take on a role when you're even Steven. And uh, it's an interesting role, though, because you struggle to seem like you're always perfectly fine and like this. Oh, wow. This pillar of perfection. So people lean on you a lot. It's okay. an interesting role to play. And then you grow resentful. Like you just create more problems for yourself. Well, that's why I want to say I don't want to say envious because, yeah. you know, everything is in a sense. 
I don't want to say the same, but like no matter what the defense is, yeah. there's backlash to it. But so. it is not, it's a nice one. I'm not yeah. going to say it's not. It's great. <laughs> I'm like, I feel it's nothing. It's almost like being able to bring in like, um, what did I want to say? Zoloft or Xanax like through the air. You're like, I'm not going to feel yeah. this one. No, I learned, I'm good. It's kind of interesting because I did go to a therapist for like six months. Uh, I don't know, like three years ago or something. It was really, really helpful. And she, we, we did a little backpedaling, but it was mostly like dealing with something now. And, um, she was like, oh, your brain kind of learned this sort of detachment method a long time ago. And it's your brain's really just trying to help you. Like yeah. that's what it's, it's your body's just like, oh, we need to do this to protect ourselves is the right thing. But sometimes it's now learned like this one thing that it shouldn't do all the time. Got <laughs> you have it. to like retrain your brain and to almost feel it. Yeah. Like it's a whole you have to remind yourself, be aware of it. And then you have to retrain it. To and that's like, not very fun to have to go and refeel yeah, all the like it's a really trauma thing. and all that stuff. I've been doing this a ton, by the yeah. way, of like having to re-experience trauma that sh- the patterns show up in the present, but it's really about the wound mm-hmm. that occurred. Oh, yeah. At the, you know, right. and, and man, it's, it's so hard when you're in, uh, for me, it's like this emotional tornado yeah. comes in and you really have to find the anchor in yourself and be like, okay, I'm not a victim in, in all of this. I'm co-creating. What's my part? How can I get through this? And it is, it's been, I mean, it's a beautiful experience because I'm yeah. trying to heal and figure out who am I really without mm-hmm. those wounds. But man, it's a tough road, but it's a strong, when you're ready, you do it. I'm not promoting drug use, but I would say hallucinogenics <laughs> are a very, very helpful tool. <laughs> I'm not promoting, but let me do a little quick <laughs> commercial. No. That'll really open your mind. <laughs> you see what have you done? Um, mushrooms, um, shrooms, as they say. <laughs> On the streets On out the there. Streets. <laughs> the teens call it the shrooms. I like Madge the Badge does shrooms somehow. You're like mushrooms or shrooms (laughs) but yeah i did that once and i decided to do it i want to see match the badge or just you and any character take on drugs oh my god you should see how many characters i come up with then yeah (laughs) boobs other body parts i want to see it oh it's fun but yeah i think i I did shrooms the first time and i decided to do it by myself and i'd never done anything like that. you did yeah by yourself but i came out of it with like this euphoria and i was like oh my god that's what's going on and really? i had like jumped it was what did was you see uh just so there was something that i was tackling and worried about and it had to do with my mom and my kid that was one thing that i had to come to terms with because they're sort of similar and i don't want my kid to do certain things my mom did but they're like born the same day and they also have very similar personality traits so And then another thing, just something from the past that I, you know, wasn't comfortable with and I just kind of like felt it. Okay. I had to just like, I had been ignoring it for years and I just let myself feel it for the first time. That's pretty huge. Yeah. And if someone had been there, I wouldn't have been able to do it. That's why I wanted to do it alone. I was seeking out these things. Okay. Well, that is a very brave decision. Yeah. On my end. I've done them once years ago. Didn't even really know what they were. Right. Like the way the dude described it to me. And I'm not trying. If he's listening, sending you love. This isn't. But like the way he described it was like, oh, you see colors. Like where you don't normally see colors. Like he made it like yeah, it was purely this visual experience. You had a very traumatic experience 
and yet it woke me up yeah. but it was very traumatic yeah i came out of it not regretting i had done it but also never doing it again like i was like yeah i, I mean you want, it you was, have to know what you're getting into and it was it was it. and it was traumatic for him as well because he had described it because for him it was that experience yeah. he had done them I think a bunch of times and had what he had described to me. So he assumed that that was going to be my thing. And when I started right. having immediately about like literally as they passed through on my, th- in my throat, a voice went, you're a control freak. And I was like, <gasps> and I was like, Oh, and wow. I, it was immediate that I started panicking. And I remember he looked at me with this, like, like he was freaked. He had taken them himself too. And he was like, he said something like, why didn't you tell me all of this was going on in you? You didn't know. I was like, yeah, it's called suppression, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. You know? But it was like, it was, you know, because I'm very, very sensitive at that point. It was like, I don't even know if I would have called myself spiritual. Like it was the beginning yeah. of my spiritual awakening and all of this pain and shit had been really locked uh-huh. down. So it erupted and this man was like are you fuck like he thought we were about to just look at colors and, and he like, was like what exciting the f- sexual oh my god yeah i'm sure he was thinking about that <laughs> but he, instead he like sat on my back while i twitched saying <gasps> i didn't want to live anymore oh boy yeah i haven't had anything like for that hours happen. yeah oh yeah yeah it goes on for I'm a, a fun time julie <laughs> <laughs> again i'm not promoting yeah, drug i'm youth. single guys so uh whoever wants to come sit on my back while i twitch <laughs> she twitch well twitching you know that's a uh, that's a Thing. for people yeah some people little, like twitch a little twitchy twitchy <laughs> yeah that's not the hope of what yeah you have to know what you're doing and you also know what you, you kind of set your mind where you want to go i think sometimes and i've done like more of that's I've had, control though for you to be able to do that yeah i've also like i've done mescaline is also a more powerful kind of hallucinogenic Ooh. and that more powerful i think it's a more maybe not more i don't know if i'm saying the right thing but it's it's certainly I had an amazing experience with that the first time. That was just a beautiful, lovely, and like awesome, one of those kinds of things. Nature, you know, all that yeah. stuff. And then you can just do it where it's fun and you're goofing around, you know. And it yeah. depends on who you're with and where you are in your environment. And I'm able to kind of pop out of it if I need to, which is strange. But it's, it's like it, you're a shaman and yet you don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, I can just like pop to a dimension, say hello, come back. <laughs> like, what? But I've always had these amazing, like, really good experiences with that stuff that makes it always kind of like a little bit of a learning experience. Yeah. But it does matter where your mind is. And the cool thing about it is they, you build a tolerance. So if you do it once, you're not going to get anything out of it for like seven days. So Got it. And you don't have side effects or anything like that. That's why I think it's like kind of nice. Yeah. And there's a book, Michael Pollan, I think that's his name, about... Um, people doing it right before like people that who are on their deathbeds and it helps them kind of transition yeah there's like microdose anyway it's a very interesting road if I'm on my deathbed why not (laughs) I'm gonna do heroin for the first time (laughs) I always wondered like why are more old people like going nuts in the streets That's amazing. Well, I have a joke about, because this was a real headline years ago where it's like STDs break out in nursing oh, home. Yes, that does happen. And yeah. I, my whole thing is like, who gives a fuck? Like so you're going bad. out. It's another burning sensation. Who yeah. gives a fuck about herpes, you know? So it's like, it's the same thing with like, yeah, well, you need to have shooting sex up heroin. Day, so you have an outbreak. Take a, they kind take of a are break. shooting up heroin. If, if they're on a lot of morphine, 
They Isn't are that so they're similar. High. Half. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Someone <laughs> else had a joke. I forget who it was. Where they were like, they said something about, man, I wish I could be in a nursing home. They're like free drugs, and I forget what they said. But <laughs> just relaxing. It was like it was stupid, but it was an amazing joke. Um, by the way, I have some emails that we can get to. Ooh. But I do. I will say about um psychedelics is so many people on the spiritual path have found them so incredibly useful. Yeah, I do think they can be very useful. I also, I also think you can abuse them and, and get Absolutely. Nuts. Yeah, go a little nutty. And that's the <laughs> other thing I just wanted to say is like, you know, it, it, everyone has to decide for themselves. Like, take me and Julie. Like, for yeah. me, it bar- it did work a lot. Like, I came through it like, okay, we're all connected. We're all one. Cool. <laughs> um, so it definitely shifted my perspective, but it was beyond intense. Whereas like Julie was able to do it and have this beautiful alone experience so it's really you you kind of have to if you have any kind of panic or anxiety disorder right i would definitely say if you're going to try it to do it with like a shaman or someone people usually have what do they call like a leader or a someone yeah i mean i did my research first i you knew what i was getting into i was careful i you know yes have you ever done ayahuasca no Mm mm-mm You'd probably do well on that as well. I think I would really enjoy that kind. Of, I I I don't do any other types of drugs. I'm not interested at all. I don't yeah. even smoke anything. I just don't. Yeah. They never affect me really. It just is not <laughs> worth it. It's a waste of time. I was like, why are we doing this? You're amazing. <laughs> Nothing. I'm literally choking. Because <laughs> I just had this like. It's just crazy that you're able, like I know some of it's defense mechanism, but some of it's the superpower (laughs) of seriously of being able to, cause you don't seem, look, if you were saying this to me with like dead eyes, like you ever meet like a dude where he's like, and you're like, oh my God, he wants to eat my body, you know, like, (laughs) like refrigerator. And you want me to do it with you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to leave now. So like, I think it's amazing that you without seeming like that kind of a person are able to find this balance and like I said I know that with that maybe there's unlocked emotions but it's pretty it's pretty cool that you're able to do those psychedelics and have those experiences and yeah to not even really have other drugs affect you the only thing I've done other than shrooms is marijuana but like me on cocaine would be the biggest disaster I mean yeah. I already have I, I can't even drink coffee really <laughs> without being you know what I mean it would just yeah I think I did that once years ago and it was just it was, it's it's awful it's ridiculous really just, you didn't have I fun was talking to everybody <laughs> I was so annoying you're like it was awful I think I called people I was the talk of the town I called <laughs> yeah. people I don't call people ever and I'm like hey I haven't talked to you in years this blah, actually blah. sounds amazing I take it back <laughs> That sounds hysterical. No, it was really, it was a mess. Madge the badge does cocaine. No. Yeah, I think I lived in an apartment. I had roommates and they all did it all the time. And I was like, nope, not interested. I've always been very anti. No, I don't, I want to sound like I'm, I'm anti-drug, but I was always never, I was just, it's just not my thing. I have no yeah. interest in it. And then uh, one day, I think it was like a new year, New Year's Eve or something. And I decided to. Just like try it. Yeah. I was like, you know, what, I'll just try it. And I was like, don't ever let me do it again. But I don't have addiction issues. I'm very, very lucky. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. That's part of your superpower. Yeah, I can do stuff and just not do it ever again. Good fine. for you. That's, that's great. That's a, a gift that I, I recognize is a huge, huge, huge gift. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Lucky on that. Okay. So I'm going to pull out. I have two emails. We'll see if we get to both, but we'll definitely. So these are people that email you that listen? Yes. Oh, cool. So, so interesting. Yes. So let me... Goodness. I had two. Okay. Okay. Here we are. Um, so I hope I'm allowed to say his name. It's not his, uh, last. 
so no one will know. Okay. Hi, Kate. My name's Jared, longtime listener of IOP and general fan from Australia. Pretty Ooh, cool. Australia. 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 <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> I love that, Jared. <laughs> I love that. I always go uh, to the Jim Carrey Dumb and Dumber where he's like, <laughs> she says Austrian. He's like, Australia. <laughs> Why don't you put another shrimp on the bottom? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Okay, so I was hoping to ask for some advice, but I'm sure you're a busy woman, so I'll try to keep this brief. I'm coming up on 31, and I feel like I've been bogged down by, by drudgery for the last 10 years. Mm. I've gone from one job to another. I've had passion projects, but nothing that led to a career, and my spiritual life feels completely neglected. I'm a heavily philosophical and spiritual person. I feel that needs to be more heavily reflected in my career choices and my creative exploits. You are someone who went from the settled, secure teacher life to comedy and spiritualism. And what's more impressive, you did so with the kid. And I, I honestly didn't, when I got this, I didn't oh, know that you were going to yeah, be here, but it's cool. the same for you because you did mm-hmm. the same thing, which we'll get into. Um, not teacher, but another. Right. Um, I'm not married. and I don't have children, but I still struggle with the uncertainty and with actually taking action. I suppose the question is, how did you take the action to move into creative and uncertain type of career? And would you have any advice when making that move? Any advice you have would be appreciated. Um, thank you for taking the time to read this. Oh, and then he was question. like, yeah. And he's like, all the best to you and Shane. Keep rapping. You're surprisingly good at it. <laughs> thank you. That's awesome. So what would you... Yeah, I'm gonna let you go. You Okay. So, well, I think... I think you have to, I don't, that sounds corny to say, follow your heart, but you have to do what you love Yeah, and just do it. It doesn't mean that you have to make money from it. You just do it. Yes. It doesn't mean you have to quit your day job. Yep. You just find time to do what you love. And so I don't know what he's doing right now. And I don't know if he knows what he loves. He may not know yet, but to simply start exploring that is the way to go. So the, what I did was I happened to take a stand up class. I had no interest in doing stand-up. Oh, really? Yeah, I was in law school at the time. It was the summer. I felt the summer felt like free time because the school year is so heavy. So I was like, oh, I'd like to learn how to write funny stuff. You know, maybe that'll be fun to take. I lived right next to the comic strip at the time. So I started taking the class. I happened to pick up doing it pretty quickly. We have yeah. to do a show at the end. I didn't know. I, I put quotes around this and no one, no one can see, but I did quite well with quotes around. At the time, it felt really good. Any totally. laughs are like a big Then you deal did do me. well. Yeah. So I yeah. got quite a few laughs and I was like, oh my goodness. And I was like, should I ever do it again? And I just kept doing it. And I did there was no pressure. I didn't feel like, I wasn't like, I have to start making money doing this. I have to do X, Y, Z. And then I got pregnant right away. And I was just like, well, it doesn't mean I have to stop doing it. And you just, when you find something you just love, don't, don't question it. Don't say, well, it's not practical. It's going to be too hard. Just do it and do it when you can. And then you're going to find yourself reprioritizing things and it makes sense for you. And then things start to shift and you're doing it more than you are the other thing. And then you can let go of the past. And I'm almost finished with the legal stuff entirely. So that's a very exciting thing. And sometimes I have to sit back and be like, oh my gosh, that happened. So say you used to be... I was a lawyer and I was actually like a family law attorney working full time, but I decided to take on an extra class. I let go of guilt being away from my child for a little bit, like certain days of the week. I was like, I'll make it work. I wouldn't stay the entire time. You make things work. Yes. And you you follow, you know, you just figure it out. And then um, I sometimes you got to take some risks. I left that place. I found something else and I realized I had a lot more brain space to be creative during the day. And I was like, this works better for me. And I kept doing that and I just kept working at it. And when you and you have to have to have to 
you have to just experiment with everything, I think. Because I just started doing like stupid videos on Facebook. And I at the time, no one was really watching and I just didn't care. Yeah. And you, you, you have to not try to make things that you think people will find funny. Just, you know, this is a comedic thing, but whatever it is that you like, just do it and don't worry about anything. And then you'll just kind of find your place. And if it doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't go anywhere. But you tried. And yeah. if it does go somewhere, you'll kind of discover yourself. I always thought I was a writer. I find I'm more of a character person. Who I didn't know that. You know, you just discover. But you got to trust it. Julie's characters are so <laughs> fucking good. You can see a lot of them on her Instagram, which is... I'm starting to put them on Instagram. The oh, you're weird just starting? Julie. Yeah, the I used to put Julie. everything on Facebook. Okay. And I'm putting old ones from there onto Instagram. Yes, so definitely do that. Once a week, I'm going to drop something just to... Do like, it more. Yeah, I think if you have more, I, I would say... I have a ton that I'm like, oh, these were fun. They're not doing anything anymore. So. so I guess it was Facebook. You're right. But she would do all these <laughs> different characters and they... Pretty much every single one I saw, I was dying. You did. There was this one mommy one. I'm going to if this was like a while ago, uh-huh. but like, I feel like you might have even been naked ish, but you were, often, like, yeah. you were just like, you're just the way you were taught. You're just like, hey, do you know what I mean? You had so the wine. Yeah. It was so oh the, weird, the, but good. And it was like, because we all have that girl within us, too. That's just like feeling sexy tonight. I'm a mom and I am sexy. <laughs> like you did that thing. There was like a little twang. Like I'm yeah, a mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it showed me his taint. <laughs> yeah. And I melted right then and there. Because I was like, why am I putting up with weird pictures these creepos are sending me? Like this is some wonderful <laughs> gesture of romance. <laughs> that hey. was it. Like guys will text you out of nowhere like, hey. I'm like, really? That's all? <laughs> I can't with that, obviously. Yeah, it was a Valentine's Day video where I'm like so doing weird rolling around yes, sessions. You're rolling around. Of, and you're... It was water, but it looks like a martini. <laughs> One day I would love to do a character with you in that oh, in that realm so because fun. it was like like two moms just <laughs> having a night, <laughs> yeah. loosening up. You know what I mean? Like that kind of a thing. It's so yeah. your shit's so good. So you guys have to check out the word Julie on Instagram and Facebook, and but Facebook, yeah, the weird Julie's on Instagram, and then just Julie Katakis is on. But you never know how to spell my last name. <laughs> so. Two T's. Yes. <laughs> I was proud. I knew it. You're proud. I knew <laughs> That's it. That's all you need to know. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, so no, I love your advice to this to the listener to Jared. I think it's exactly what you're saying. I did email him. I asked if I could read it, oh, and cool. I gave like a quick brief, kind of what you're saying of follow your heart you got to follow your highest excitement and for people who don't know what that is yet it's like those little inklings that might not end up going anywhere but it's part of the process like before I started comedy I started volunteering with this charity charity water because I knew like the city was calling me here I was like a New Jersey newly divorced suburban mom and I was like what do I do on the days I don't have Shane Mm -hmm. so I was like, I want to let me try charity work. Like maybe I'll want to work for a nonprofit. Maybe that's where this is pulling me. And I, it was just a really, first of all, it was a beautiful thing. It's it, charity water. They build wells in mm-hmm. third world countries. So like who doesn't want to help? Yeah, you know that's what I mean? nice. So I was like, okay, I'm putting my energy into something good. And then through that, I started making necklaces for charity water. But then that became a whole jewelry business. And I ended up not volunteering anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like it wow, just. Oh, yeah. And then I had a jewelry business for a year. And then I ended up finding comedy. And that's the uh-huh. thing that like. Yeah. But I couldn't have gotten there. Right. Without first. Oh, let me try volunteering at this charity. Oh, now I want to make jewelry. It's like it all led me. You have to try things. Yes. And you can't just sit there and let things happen either. Which is something I've been a victim of. Oh, I think we all have. Yeah, but yeah. I will just I'll be like, well, 
and that's why this week I emailed you because I, I emailed a bunch of people and I was like, I have to do something. I'm feeling not great. I liked. They're not a ton of people. Well, I don't think that's gonna sound bitchy. There, there aren't. Yeah, there aren't a ton of people that you look forward to hearing from. You know what I mean? I loved your reaching out with it because I could tell. I mean, you can you can yeah. finish, but I was like, Joel. Because first of all, I right. love you. And I haven't talked to you in yeah. forever, so it was just nice to hear from you. Yeah. But I also got the sense of what you're doing. I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, because I was like, who do I know who I respect and who I feel does stuff. <laughs> I know what you mean and I was like yeah. I can think of like a handful of people who I'm like they do things like they're yeah. not you know and sometimes I need a kick to be like go do something and don't just like I, I just felt like I needed a little proactivity proactivity <laughs> no that's what it felt yeah. like but in a really I don't know because sometimes you get emails where they feel leechy where yeah, they're almost I don't like want to do, right and it didn't feel like that at all it was right. like hey it was like it was almost like you wanted advice, but not like advice. No, yeah, I just wanted like, what's your perspective? Do you yeah. have any? And if you don't, that's fine. And I got great advice from different people, and it helped me see something that I didn't think of, and I just feel a lot more Amazing. grounded. And I was started being like, I, I don't know, I just it energized me. I love that. So it was great. And I was like, wait, come on my podcast, yeah, which is great. Yeah. So yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just and like I said, I've I've always been a fan since I've met you. I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget if I had seen you first or maybe Alex Carbagno had seen you perform first, but one, whoever it was, we were like, yo, yeah, this girl, we need to have her on the show. Yeah. I I still see Alex. He's such a fun. I rarely, rarely see him. I still see him. He's great. He's got that. Yeah. Yeah. He's got such a thing. I was moving my shoulders out of excitement. That's him. No, he's got a bouncy. He's he's so upbeat. He's like, boom, boom, boom. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have this this like power of, about you like I will do this thing and it will happen and it does like you just do your things and I'm always like look at her go I'm trying because thank you I feel that too but like for what I'm trying to build it's taking time it's and I time. doubt you know myself at times I'm like no keep going well that's normal you have to if you yeah. don't doubt yourself you're just gonna be doing the wrong thing you have to like if you're not questioning things <laughs> then true. you're just in a, a pool of a maniac no self-awareness <laughs> and you're drowning but I will yeah. do this now it will be a success <laughs> without doubt everything is great and you're like mm. but yeah it's it's, it's not we're getting shot behind you like <laughs> exactly. fine yeah my new protective shield is gonna be great everybody's like but i i know like um i think the hardest thing is particularly i don't know i think in in any entertainment thing with social media is not comparing yourself to other people yes it's really hard and what i always remind myself too is people put out great things which you should but it doesn't mean that it's actually it's not all stars and rainbows for anybody (laughs) if you you know it's just like yes this is proof that good things happen and that's what you take from it i get it i'm gonna take a picture the next time i'm taking a shit with depression i'm gonna say (laughs) depression pooping this is me and i'm gonna be like (laughs) (laughs) yeah but this is you could tell when people are bragging when people are just genuinely excited like something's happening and yes you know you'll it's funny what you can feel from just like that's true some posts on the internet (laughs) everything's energy you can feel yeah. the intent behind things it's, so, it's fascinating and that's why it's important uh, although it's very hard to stop looking at things that give you that really bad jolt yeah. where you feel bad about yourself and it's not about doing this protective shield where you're not in reality you know what it, it's I got like I follow all these Instagram spiritual quote accounts but it was like s- something about stop unnecessarily picking the wound let it heal mm. give it time and I noticed how um, I was picking at 
wounds within me. And it's like, if something's really hurting to do, like you don't have to. So if there's someone's account that makes you feel really jealous, you're not far enough in your life or like, you know, it could even be if you're not in entertainment where it's like someone's married with kids and you're, you know, like Mm -hmm. if there's someone that triggers you, it's okay to unfollow them and to not have to keep going there if it makes you feel like you're not good enough yeah like I I often I'm like well why does this bother me and it's often because I think I could be doing more yeah so just do more and that's what I was like you could be doing more you know like that's kind of but right you don't have to look at it take a break yeah taking breaks are very important yeah I think sometimes my breaks have been the most fruitful things I just like step away and not think about anything for a little while my breaks are like hours long, which sounds silly, but sometimes no. I'm like, I'm putting my phone in the down world we live for in. four hours. I don't want to yeah. look at it. Mm-hmm. I can't. I just want to exist without it near me. Yeah. It's really hard to do that. It's yeah. sad how hard it is. I know. But I it's know. become just such like our phones have yeah. just become it's I'm constantly yeah, it's like I, another limb. It is. And I will just pick it when I'm just sitting there, like even at a stop, I'm like, well, let's just see if it <laughs> like stop it. Yeah. Like really, I'm training the my kid is starting to be like, oh, can I play on your phone? I'm bored. I'm like, no, you have to learn to be bored. Boredom is good. <laughs> be bored. I'm not as good as that with you. I'm very quick to be like, sure, here's the phone. Here's Shane. Here you go. Trust me. I've done this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do that too. But sometimes like, no, you don't need it right now. It's literally no, two I, minutes. There are times <laughs> where I'm like, can we just like enjoy the scenery? Like look yeah. out the window. Look at the, how beautiful is that sunset or look the moon's right there. Like right. let's take this in. Mm. So, all right. I have one more email. Okay. All right. Let me get it. Emails. Emails. Okay. Um, Kate! Exclamation point. I love you. I have to say that first. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'll try That's to take a, that in. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a kindness. That's I should. A lovely. Thing. No, thank you. Seriously. This is really sweet. So um, well, it's interesting because there are people who feel like they know me from years of listening to a spiritual mm-hmm. podcast. And like, I have to take in like how incredible that, you know what I mean? Because sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. And it's like, no, that's insane. Like, they've heard my story. They've like, because I share a shit ton of pain and all that. It's very interesting how people take stuff in like that. And yeah. you feel like, oh, this is someone I would love to be friends with. And they, they grow attached to you. Yeah. And they know me before I know them. And mm-hmm. I just want to say, I knew everyone listening. Like, thank you. Like, that's yeah. really amazing. So, okay. I started listening to your podcast last month after listening to Joe's podcast my old co-host Joe Sanagato okay with you as his guest and I was hooked oh because I was on his before okay um I love everything you talk about and all that you are thank you okay um I am working on taking in nice things <laughs> yeah it's a it's a thing it's a skill you almost feel like an <laughs> asshole like yeah, that's what I, I hit like, no it's like if I actually take in this compliment I'm mean I and know, it's like that weird it's sad it is I saw this beautiful um video I posted on my personal Facebook account which is like basically public anyone who wants to look at it it was this beautiful couple and the guy wrote this like beautiful rap love song for his girlfriend he surprised her with it in the car and I was like I hope I can do enough work to be able to receive that kind of love one day, mm. you know, because it's able like to take, yeah, to take it in, yeah, I feel worthy of feel it. too vulnerable to be like, oh, that was not, I would be like, oh, real nice weirdo. Stop <laughs> yeah. staring in my eyes. You sick. Weirdo. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, What's um, I just wrote that you're a goddess. Like what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm trying to take that in. So I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. 
Um, I'm a very intuitive human being. And since listening to your podcast, I've had these deep feelings slash nudges towards my past abandonment issues mm. that I've never in my life even admitted that I have because it just never crossed my mind. But since 2014, I've been on a mission to better myself, heal my past wounds and open up my consciousness a whole lot more. Well, fuck yeah. Wow. That's pretty amazing. I looked online wondering what even is abandonment issues and how do I know if I have them? Nice. Well, I'm pretty sure I do. And the only real reason I can think of is my dad left. Of course. Yeah. Yep. When I was two to three years old and I've been in touch. And okay. And I've been in touch throughout my life, but I've never had a relationship with him and I've never had a male role model. Mm. So throughout my life, my relationships really haven't been that great. My question to you is how can I go about shedding that part of me and moving on? I feel like I'm in a rut right now at times, but then I snap out of it quick and remember that I'm going through these waves and feelings to grow and become who I am supposed to be. But right now I just don't even know where to start. And I just wanted to hear your thoughts on the issue. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing and keep being who you are. This is amazing. Thank you. And this is an amazing, amazing. It's a very conscious email for someone questioning if they have abandonment issues. Something I worry about with my daughter. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a great, I mean, it's a thing about how I I think about it a lot, obviously. So, you know, when you're, we know family units to have a mother and a father or, you know, a mother and a mother or a father and a father, but there's usually this idea of two people there. And, you know, in general, it'll be like this mother, father sort of scenario. So ever since my daughter was in just daycare, she would ask me like, how come, how come I don't have a daddy like daddy's come pick up the other kids and it wasn't did she say how come or just I want I can't remember exactly um, but I would tell her you have an uncle mm-hmm. and a pop pop and these wonderful men who love you in your life you know I it's about rec- yeah. you know I was trying to connect good men that was like my main goal and so w- what it is is like you know your dad or your mom they're a part of you so when that person fails you or is not there you feel that missing piece yes even if you didn't have time to really get attached to it i really think that that's you question it so it's because of the structure in our society too yeah and and i'm sure it's a deeper thing of just there's like the mother father um archetype Mm -hmm. uh, anyway but i think what you're saying is beautiful and sometimes in that situation, yeah, it's an abandonment wound, whether mm-hmm. no matter what. However, it's your relationship to the wound mm-hmm. that really makes the difference. So what it sounds like you're doing, which is beautiful, is like, okay, yes, this person, and I don't even want to say the word abandoned, isn't here. Right. So there's a hole there, but it doesn't have to be a hole like a wound. Right. Do you know what I mean? And And I think that's how you shift it where it's like, okay, this person's not here, but was it really lacking? Cause I had this person and this right. person. And also it has nothing to do with my worth or anything I did wrong. And like those kinds of things and shifts around the wound or whatever you'd want to call that thing. So it might not even be a wound and depending right. on how it you handle have it. To be. Exactly, yeah. it, it's really just about your perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and also, you know, your daughter has you there yes. and you're very in tune and you're very aware. So that's a gift for her where you can walk her through it. And I think those of us who didn't have that as kids, as an adult, you get to reparent yourself. Yeah. And you can talk to that place in you that feels abandoned because you did something wrong or you, you know, and I'm not saying that's the case, but Mm -hmm. whatever the thing is, 
you come into that young place and you say, that's not the case. Uh You know, you are beautiful. You're amazing. And you're talking to yourself, but the adult part is talking to the young child. And it's like, you are good enough. You're amazing. You're powerful. Your life's not in lack, even though you might've felt that growing up comparing to these other people. It was never the truth. And that's how you at this age, I think, start unpacking that wound is you start saying, you know, you start reparenting the young child that feels that there's like a lack. Something's wrong with you. Yes. You're like, well, I don't have that. What's wrong with me? I mean, that's kind of like, yeah, you know, I like I make a point never to speak. We've talked about him. I never say anything bad about him because I've always felt like when you start talking badly about someone, it creates this kind of like ugly piece of that Mm. now is attached to her like oh so if he's bad like part it's like no matter if he's there or not he's the part of who she is because that's how she was created she knows she's like she's half greek she's half egyptian well someone had to be the egyptian part so um it's interesting and this is kind of so now that i have a boyfriend who actually lives with us she's been like well are you you're like a daddy you know and she started talking to him about like calling him that which is a bit much for me. <laughs> so let's slow down. But yeah. it's because I don't want anything to happen where like, say we don't stick, you know, we're not together. And now she's disappointed. But um, so I've talked to her about it. Like someone has to earn that position. And that's kind of a, a sort of a, an interesting place to be. Like you get to pick really who gets to have the honor of being in that position for you. So you don't just go throwing that word around. It's like, are you good enough to be the man who I call daddy? So I was like, you have to make sure that this person, just like I have to make sure that this person is like good enough to be your daddy. So you get that kind of power. Like what's good enough to fill my, or to clean my, and I'm working with that personally, not with daddy, but I mean a, a romantic partner of like wanting to really feel good enough within that I say that where I'm like are you quote-unquote good enough because I think everyone is on their own of right course, but you yeah. know what I mean like like will we really be able to honor each other mm-hmm. you know um because I think you hit a certain age where you have done toxic dynamics and you've learned from them and they felt good and the impulsive you jump in and then the getting out and the aftermath is like so devastating that you're like, okay, let me go yeah. a little slower. Let me feel this out more. Cause I'm someone who's jumped in too quickly uh-huh. a lot of my life, just out of the urge for connection. So now I'm kind of like, all right, even though I've been celibate for a bit, who gives a fuck? Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to eventually enter something, but I want it to be slowly and I want it to feel safe on both ends and just also really passionate. At this point, like, because I know how to be alone, I'm like, I don't need to just be in something because I'm scared of being alone at this point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm also like, well, better be fucking passionate because I'm not looking for just a roommate, which makes me think of, I could so relate to your <laughs> album title, Little Roommate, right? Tiny Roommate. Tiny roommate. Yeah. It's so, and literally, this is what's so funny about when I saw it, I didn't tell you this. A week before Shane and I had gotten to an argument where he said something like, you know, dad is like that typical dad and like, you're kind of like, it's like having a roommate. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> I was so offended. I was like, what? I love you. And he was like, you could tell immediately. He was like, oh, that's not what I meant. Like, right. And then he felt hurt because he was like, no, I love you. I get it. He's like, you're just, and, and then when I let it settle, I finally was like, okay, he just meant like, 
I don't, I know what he meant. He feels close to you, I think <laughs> yes. is what he meant yes. to say. <laughs> but I took it, you know, and then yeah. I, you know, we got over it within like a day or right. two. But then literally like a week or two later, I saw yours and it made me feel really good. Oh, good. Because yeah. I was like, okay. Because I still was like, does he hate I me? Does he hate me? No, of course not. But there is a different relationship when you're a single mother with your kid. It's just, there is it's a difference true. because when you're with your kid, You've, you're giving them everything and we both only have one kid yes so she my daughter is just we have this very very close relationship which I see I love you it. and your son yes have. and I mean she, she tells me absolutely everything which I can tell she always will and I will get uncomfortable like she wanted to to practice kissing on me the other day are you serious <laughs> she saw him we watched the movies yeah and the two teens start to kiss and you can see their mouths open she's like can I just, because I, I love and I trust you. Can I? And I was like, nope. <laughs> Let me explain why. <laughs> and she came at me and she was like. <laughs> so she practiced on a plastic baggie that she had finished Aww. eating her snack out of. And I just saw like a little fish. No tongue. Just a little fish trying to breathe. <laughs> well, she's hysterical. And she's always been very open with her words and her expressions. Very, and it's because she has a mom yeah. who allows that open expression. Yeah. Shane. It's different because he's a boy uh-huh. and um, he'll like, even when it comes to crushes or stuff, like I'll ask, like I'll be like, well, tell me. And depending on his mood, sometimes he's like, I don't really want to tell you. And I'm like, that's fair. That's and fine. I, yeah. because of my wound of accidentally being invasive, I am very aware with him. I'm like, do not, do not push. Mm-hmm. Like, do not make this kit. Like he's allowed to have his space. Uh-huh. And recently with like crush stuff coming up, I'm very careful about how I ask and he's very careful about how he he's he's been sharing a decent amount but he's very um like he's careful treading the water with me and I think it's amazing. I'm like Interesting. he instead of take and that's where I know I've been doing healing work because instead of taking it as personally I'm like no that's smart. Letting him do it. I have yeah. a lot of opinions, you know. So I'm like let he needs to discover who's right for him romantically yeah. without mom being too like I can give my input when asked and make sure it's appropriate but I don't want to be that like overbearing Jewish uh-huh. mother that's like her really? and I can do that <laughs> so like I'm like okay like yeah totally and I've just been it's I've stepped back with my advice too. they are like little reflections in the sense that not that they're necessarily acting like us but you'll see what you're doing or yes. where your insecurities are when you're kind of clashing because I know like I had insecurities like I always felt I was stupid for a while as a kid and I didn't want her to feel stupid so I would overdo <laughs> my like worries about how she's doing and I yeah. was like whoa I'm putting that on her I have to like <laughs> yes <laughs> she's fine <laughs> yeah but it no, is they reflect yeah the, the issues and the dynamics you have with your They'll kid let you know and yeah. I think a good parent is open enough because so many parents are like, my kid's an asshole. And it's like, um, well, well guess what you are. <laughs> Hello. And I'm not saying like we all have the part within us that can be an asshole. Sure. Every single one of us. But I never wanted to fall into that category of misusing my power as the adult. Right. Mm-hmm. And because that happened to me a lot as a mm. kid and I'm still working through those wounds. Yeah. So when I see it show up in my dynamic with him, I try my best to come in and be like, okay, What's the showing about me? What can I do while also being a good role model and parent and not letting him run wild? Mm -hmm. But it's been an interesting dance and journey discovering that balance. Yeah, it's really something. I think as long as you're really trying and you're you're loving, it is all going to be great. You're going to screw up, of course. But yeah, yeah, it's it's quite 
a journey. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're kicking ass at it. And I'm just, I'm so happy you came out. Seriously. Oh, it's so good it's to see really you. Wonderful you know, I just start you. crying. That's, that would not <laughs> be uncommon. For, no, but it is. It's really good to see no, you. And great. I've always just been, like I said, a fan. And I haven't really been able to tell you um, just how much I love the characters. Like I know I'd hit like sometimes and hit mm-hmm. like ha 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 ha. Right, but like right. I genuinely like, holy shit, that's a good character. <laughs> like, because you're so good at going right into the heart it's it's real the way you do it it's like a it's it's a sarcastic that's why it's comedy Mm -hmm. but in in many ways it's got a will ferrellness and that's what i like about him is oh yeah any character he chooses there's such a real earnest Mm -hmm. like he loves the character like he just he owns it and you own it and it's real and i'm I'm a big fan i know you're gonna go far you already have in my eyes but i know it's gonna keep unfolding so thank you for coming on thank you i admire you thank you very much we admire each other and then where can people find you uh so let's see i'm not cute like a big twitterer but that is also so that's the weird julie instagrams the weird julie and then just you know facebook um definitely follow her on instagram she's going to be posting her characters yeah, i hope more that. than once a week yeah i'm gonna i should i should t- twice because i have so many old ones that i just want to put out there and um, no one's gonna get whoever gets if someone gets sick of your characters julie and i fucking mean this there's something wrong with them I know. they are good seriously <laughs> so like don't not post because you think people are going to be like annoyed do you know what i mean yeah like you're a fucking Thanks, you're man. Julie and you're also a business like you are a comedian this is Gotta so like out there. utilize it as that you know yeah. how people put out like YouTube videos once a week or more like yeah this is your business like you, you they're they're dope characters and I just think you should be like sorry if you're annoyed like and hashtag the shit out of it yes you gotta, gotta hashtag hash- characters match the vag comedian yeah but uh scary mommy okay scary, we'll talk about it later <laughs> If anyone lives in Ossining, I'm going to go there tonight. I'm hosting some show there in Ossining. Wait, tonight? Yeah. This isn't coming out till... Oh, right. <laughs> don't so, go tonight. Don't go tonight. This is the past. You're... Yeah. Oh, well, Tiny Roommate, if you want to listen to... Yes. Where can they find it? Her album. It's on everything. They put it on everything. iTunes. iTunes Amazon. Fuck yeah. Title. I don't even know how. I know. The they did the same with mine. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, oh, okay. I've never heard of these. Hey, JC and Beyonce. This is Kate. How funny. I'm like, tonight I'm going to... I forgot where we are. Um, yeah, so that's it. The social medias and all. Look up Madge, Madge the Vag. You can even find... Look up oh, Madge the Vag. Oh, please look up yeah. Madge the Vag and then follow her on Instagram. And um, for me, Instagram, Twitter, at the Kate Wolf, two Fs. My website, thekatewolf.com. And, oh, my album, 1111, same where you can find Julie stuff, iTunes. Oh, you rap in yours. I sing a song at the end of mine, but you have to get to the end. It's called... Um, everybody squirts okay uh, amazing <laughs> and we are i love that earlier we're like you have to embrace your sexuality and not be too over i'm like so check out lady game and julie's song everyone squirts everyone. i don't think it's too in your face though because also when there's a comedy element wrapped in it that's the cushion yeah that is the cushion the comedy to make the you know you break attention if you had it, first of all, it would be amazing too, though. If you had a regular not comedy song called Everyone Squirts, I would also <laughs> listen to that. So whatever. It's a, yeah, it's a, something to think about. Well, I need to listen to that with you once mm-hmm. this um, is over. And okay. Oh, yeah. If you want a healing tarot card reading, kwolf2fs27 at gmail.com. And thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye.